You're listening to Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. Okay. That was a start. Jeepers. <laughs> we have a jumping off point. I'm quivering in my britches, Scott. <laughs> yeah. We are cool sluts, yeah. and this is... <laughs> I'm a cool slut. You're just just a couple of cool Man. sluts making a podcast. No, you just... That... Jade was on the right path. Dan, you sound like you were introducing your own podcast about AV equipment. <laughs> It was like the I next. also have cotton mouth like a motherfucker. I apologize. <laughs> All right. Let's try it one more time. Here's the thing. All right, Dan. You are you're a sex machine. All right. You're just a love machine. I believe in you. All right. You're out here. You're you're bringing it. You're bringing the. I want to feel your heat. All right. You know what? I love it. We're we're, we're sharing drinks now. We're wetting whistles. Whistles are getting wet. All right, here we go. All right, I believe in you guys. All right, ready? Go. We're going to start over. <laughs> That's the first time we've ever had from the jump. Like, no, nah, I'm not ready. I got, I got performance anxiety. She's like, no, no, the whole podcast. We have to start everything over. All, all right. of it. Um, all right, ready? Go. You're listening to Going All The Way. With Scott and Raina. That was better. That was better. Definitely sexier. Had a little, yeah, had a little rasp in your voice. More quiver worthy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? Just say something sexy to me, Dan. I just, I just want to shine your head up. Really <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. You said that was just for me. How did you know? <laughs> the one thing in this relationship we uh, don't share, and you what? just give it to Scott immediately. <laughs> well, you know what? You learn something new every day. I didn't know I was into that. <laughs> I want to go to karaoke. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. I am Scott, and I'm joined by Raina. <laughs> oh, that was that was special. I'm feeling it she, tonight, Scott. She I'm put her arms it. out like she was going to take flight. <laughs> <laughs> the majestic Raina bird was like, oh. <laughs> I love it. I love this energy. You, you, she's smiling. This is a. I like this. Uh, <laughs> we're happy to be first. back. We've actually taken a little bit of a hiatus. We haven't recorded in a little bit. Uh, but we're back and actually a kind of a, a special occasion. We have our first repeat customer on the podcast. Ba-boo. We decided to revisit with somebody that we had uh, an early episode with. Actually, probably one of our more popular episodes because it was so informative. Uh, and we're, we're happy to have them back. But there's a twist. Uh, they brought their partner with them this time. <gasps> Uh, because they are soon to relocate from Majestic Huntsville, Alabama to New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh. We're going to miss them. And we said, you know what? We got to get them on before they make the big leap. Uh, so today we are joined by the fabulous Jade Bronte, who joined us earlier in the podcast uh, with a great episode. 
and she brought her partner, Dan Bullard. So Dan Bullard and Jade Bronte, welcome to Going All The Way. Thank you for being here. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you for doing this. It's, uh, it's always great. Uh, you are our second couple. The first one, we broke up immediately. Uh, <laughs> So we're going two for two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they did not make it. Uh, I definitely, I see better things in your future. What if we um, just turn this into a game show? Right. <laughs> can we, see if your relationship can survive <laughs> right. the podcast. Can we just ruin it? So we're the first yeah. couple that's gonna win. That's yeah. right. So we're, oh man, I like this. I like your, I like your positivity. <laughs> the level of confidence that we have is uh, is fabulous. What was you know what it's struggling right now. I think the the um the name of your podcast uh was always one of our favorites. It was monogamish. Monogamish. <laughs> you yeah. coined a new phrase for us. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, that is um you know I found out that there's actually a podcast called Monogamish. Really? I haven't oh listened to it yet. That's great. Yeah. That's funny. So you're back again and uh we are gonna travel down memory lane with you a little bit, get people caught up on Jade, and then we're going to talk about uh, Dan and Jade's relationship a little bit. Uh, but before we get into all the fun stuff, talking about them, uh, you know how this podcast works, guys. We like to throw a question out there. We like to bat it around a little bit, like cats on too much catnip. You know what I'm saying? Uh, have a little bit of fun. It always gets wacky and wild, and tonight will be no exception because immediately when we were like, I've said this before, we do no prep on this podcast, which is what I love because it's very organic when it happens. You know, it's like we're not limiting ourselves to plans. Plans are for fucking losers. <laughs> fucking losers. <laughs> fucking losers. So we come in here with no plan, and we're always like, what are we going to talk about? And Raina, without missing a beat, goes, pregnancy fetish. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Strong. Strong. Yeah, oh, very, very confidently, too. And I was like, well, well, that's right up my alley because I have children and uh, yeah, I, I've had sex with a pregnant woman. So super hot, super yeah. hot. I think it's hot because well, okay. So here's here's where my pregnancy fetish comes from. Okay, no, wait, hold um, on. Are you? Do you have it? I don't really have a pregnancy have fetish, it? but I, I mean, pregnant women are attractive. Like, sure. Well, I mean, uh, they, it's not, they do. It is like, particular. I love, yeah, yeah. They glow. They at do. A like they some, some a, women look like they love pregnancy. a certain genesis quoi. I never ever ever want to experience that ever. But some women look phenomenal. Like they just look so beautiful and happy, pregnant, and like great things happen to their body. And also, there's a lot of extra blood flow. They, I mean, yeah. that is true. Yeah. That yeah. is true. But in but, the lower area, so it's more yeah. sensitive, so it's just hotter. Pregnancy is beautiful, but it is also <laughs> an absolute monster that can destroy your body. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. At the same time. I have talked to a lot of pregnant women about this because I was interested because my wife had certain things happen when she was pregnant. And it's like most women do not come out the other side completely unscathed. Like something has changed. Sure. It could yeah. be as, sim as simple as like, I can never have chicken wings again. And it's like, really? And they're like, yeah, it makes me vomit. And I'm like, I would kill myself. <laughs> I can't have a trade off. It's, it's crazy. There's just certain, like, when my wife was pregnant with our first, um, my wife loves peanut butter. It's like one of her favorite things in the whole world. When she was pregnant with our first, couldn't eat it, made her sick. And now my firstborn hates peanut butter. <laughs> hates it. And it's like, weird, man. How did this, how did this happen? Uh, so, Raina, you said you. You, you like pregnant women, and you said you've had experience with pregnant women. Can you uh, catch just, us up a little bit? Tell us a little one, bit about and she Just was, one? Yeah, just one, and she was, like, very early pregnancy, so she wasn't very, like, obviously pregnant or anything, but... I will say... She told me about the blood flow thing, and I'm like, that's really well, hot. I'm like, is, that's super into it. In my personal experience, it is a much hotter 
Uh, and I, I, I don't mean in the, <laughs> I mean in the literal sense. Like, oh my God, do you it, have a fever? It's an easy bake oven. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, wow. I mean, I'm like real hot, like real, real, real hot. And then uh, pregnant women seem to go have hormones. I mean, your body is being just flooded with all these different feelings and hormones. So they go from like, I will rip you apart to don't look at me. You know, it's like a very <laughs> wild swing. And it's also at a particular point, like early pregnancy all the way until like they're really showing is, is fine because it's like, well, they're like, yeah, well, I mean, nothing's if, if you're lucky and they don't have morning sickness and other ailments and things like that, it's just business as usual until it gets to the about five, six month point. And then it starts to, depending on how much you're showing things like that, it gets a little awkward because of course you have body dysmorphia issues and things like that that a lot of women will at some point be like oh my god like i'm a cow and it's like no you're just pregnant you know it's a it's a really weird thing so like with my wife it hit a particular point where it's just like she just wasn't interested in sex anymore which i completely understand uh but that we went through this spell where it was like i didn't want to burden her with asking her for anything because I was like, she's carrying my kids. Yeah. Like, I yeah. can't. Yeah. But eventually I broke down one night and I was like, can I please have a hand job? <laughs> like anything. And she was like, yeah, of course. Like, why didn't you ask earlier? I was like, I don't know. I felt weird about it. <laughs> it was did, like, you, uh, did you get a lot of sympathy symptoms from your wife's pregnancy? Like, uh, a lot of like wow. Do I, uh, do I lie and say yes? <laughs> <laughs> right now, do I just lie? Uh, I mean, yeah, I felt bad for her. So our- <laughs> <laughs> that part's that part's true. He that part- had sympathy yeah, for I her. Right. Well, two different pregnancies. We have three kids, but two pregnancies. So do the math on that. Um, our first <laughs> was our first. Our first was relative. I don't want to say easy, but it was like it was by the numbers. You know, she was pregnant. Everything was okay. She had a vaginal birth, smooth sailing. Second was twins. Uh, and my Boy. wife is five feet tall. She's a teeny tiny little thing. So and little. she looked like she was going to burst. Oh my gosh. Like real bad. <laughs> so it was just like, fuck. It was like, I'm literally at that point, like in a normal pregnancy, like I said, you start showing it five, six months, depending on the woman. Uh, but with my wife, it was like at four months, it was like, oh shit, you're eight months pregnant. That's what it looked like. <laughs> at four. And, and then it just got worse. And then it got to the point where it was like the doctor was like, okay, well, yeah, we need to get you some bed rest because you're about to pop, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was like they, we had we, both of our children, um, our pregnancies, I should say, were induced. Uh, uh, the first one was we had a plan. We went in and had it on a particular day. Actually, my wife still fucks with me because the night, like, uh, we were supposed to be at the hospital at midnight. And before that, I was like, let's go see Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> and we did. And she just sat there and hate ate popcorn. <laughs> like, at me the whole time. Uh, but, yeah, I, both both of them sex was, it was on the table until it wasn't. Uh, and I I don't, I don't know how the fetishization works. And it's like, I'm, I'm not shaming. There's something for everybody. It's just like, I can never imagine me like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Where are all these pregnant bitches at? <laughs> oh, my kink is that I want to be 
the pregnant one. Mm. <laughs> she actually has a joke about it, which is yeah. where I got the pregnancy you know fetish I mean, idea. That, that works, but men also, we're idiots. So right. we have this weird thing where until you know it's not scientifically possible, you're like, well, I don't want to poke the baby in the head. <laughs> well, like, what, what if it grabs my dick? What if the baby grabs my dick? It's like, are you a fucking idiot? But it's like, there are men out there right now, I guarantee, oh, absolutely. that are like, oh, shit, that doesn't happen? <laughs> you know? It's fucking weird. It's just, it's such a strange Keep listening thing. to the podcast. Learn yeah. new things. Yeah. But I know uh, Narado Moore. Uh, if you know Narado, he's a comedian. He has a pregnancy fetish. He, 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 he digs that. And, uh, of course, if you uh, just fire up the old interwebs, you're going to find all kinds of fun little things. Right on. With, uh, with yeah. that. Mm. I don't know. We gotta so, get him on the podcast. Do either too. of you ever want to be pregnant? <laughs> no, I don't want to be. In the cards for you, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Big, okay. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, hell yeah. Dan's yeah. Yeah. like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, right now, if you were like, no, and he was like, what the fuck? We fucking talked about this. I'm t- we're so close to ruining another one. <laughs> Fist bump. You would have to be pretty good to, to ruin that one. Yeah. <laughs> we met each other like, oh, you too? Oh, perfect. This is he, he asked me if I thought, if I'd be interested in having kids with him before he said, I love you. <laughs> You know what? I mean, that's a logical question because I'm assuming you want. Sure. Yeah, you've yeah, known that's, that's that you, part of the plan. Yeah, yeah, you've known you wanted children. So you were it like, was, you know yeah. what? Let's find out. Because if yeah. you would have said no and he was hardcore on it, he, you might not have got the I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think she would have. I think it just would have. Things looked different, I guess. Sure. Yeah. You would have how wore, much, you would have wore her down like, over time. <laughs> uh, no, not even that. It's, it's <laughs> like a typical man. Come yeah, on. Come on. I've, I've seen that go wrong so much. Of I, course. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, pregnancy is definitely something that you have to be on the same page about. Yeah, no, for and, sure. And I he, think. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I know I was going to just say, like, I mean, I joke about us talking about it early, yeah. but I think it should be a first or second date question if you're looking for a relationship well, for sure and it's if also that's, if you're like i want somebody yes. to grow with you should yeah. just fucking get out the way also in this day and age uh the older you are the quicker that question comes up because yeah. it's yeah. such a part of the plan moving forward sure you know i mean you reach a certain point when you're dating where you're like this is shit or get off the pot time like yeah. you're asking people like yo i'm in it for the long haul are you and they're like no nah. but like get the fuck out of here <laughs> get, out. get out of here um how many kids do you want? Do you have a plan? Have you talked about this? Or are you just freewheeling it? Everybody, it's funny. When people want kids, they often have a plan. They're like, we want two kids, white picket fence. Like the, the perfect, you know I mean, what we, I mean? We said two Let me, three. Yeah, well, God will shit all over that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't care if you believe triplets, it or not. Whatever it is, it will not happen. It's a running joke that we're going to have triplets. Um, Which Shabari, Chabani, and what was the other one? The d- Oh hell yeah! We going yogurts? <laughs> I, yeah, our, our my, great value Chipani. My girlfriend likes to joke that we're gonna have triplets, and I'm like, if we have Oof. triplets, we're gonna have twins, and you're gonna have, have a, a baby. baby. <laughs> you're gonna have a baby. I am. Uh, when we found out we were having twins, um, it was a lot of people are like, that's probably a very special day. It was a terrible day. Uh, now it's great. But in the moment, I remember we went in and uh, our doctor at the time was in Birmingham. So we had to drive to Birmingham from Huntsville. We get down there and they're 
doing the ultrasound and then i heard him go baby a and i was like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and then baby b and i was like stunned and my wife's like what and then he goes baby c and i was like what and then he was like oh no 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 false alarm uh-huh. <laughs> and i was like for the whole thing right for the whole thing he was like oh no 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 baby a baby b are definitely there and uh in that moment I, I think he, he looked and he smiled like we were going to be like, oh, my God. And both of us were dead silent with this look in our face. And he was like, I'll, I'll give you a minute. You're and not the left. first person I've heard say that. Yeah, And we sat in silence for a full minute staring at each other, not knowing what to say. And then the doctor came back in and finished the exam with us in total silence. And then we walked out. We got done. We walked out to the car. We get in the car. We have to drive from Birmingham to Huntsville. We drove half the way in silence. And the first thing anybody said, my wife goes, we've ruined Blake's life, which is our oldest daughter. <laughs> she was sick. She's like, her life's ruined because now we have these twins. And then the first thing I was like, how are we going to afford it? And it was just this rush of all the negatives came out first, sure. which is actually, it was kind of like bleeding a tire. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was like getting the extra air Say the out. worst thing first. Exactly. And it was like, once we got past that, it was like we started to formulate a plan and everything was 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 okay and then it was like having twins it was like some of the parts that you think are going to be so hard are easy and some of the parts you think are going to be easy are the worst shit (laughs) you know it's just it's hard and they 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 feed off of each other you know what i mean it's like they it's just it's a they're a fucking mess i mean now they're six they're six years old now six and a half are they identical or uh, no? They're fraternal, fraternal. fraternal, boy girl. Okay, boy and girl. they're really cute. They are cute, uh, but they could not. They're they're so different. He is blonde hair and blue eyes, and she's brown hair, brown eyes, and tan skin. It's like it's very. It's basically like he looks like he came from my wife's side of the family, and she looks like she came from my side of the family. It's very <laughs> yeah. Which come to find out, they're twins, but we got double pregnant. Which I didn't know that was possible until a doctor told me that. That uh, my wife was ovulating because we were trying, and we had sex multiple times in the twenty-four hour period, and knocked her up twice. Wow! Which I was like, bullshit. That's not real. And he was like, one hundred percent. So we fertilized two eggs in the twenty-four hour period, and that's yeah. Get it right. <laughs> right. That's a power move. Yeah, man. I mean, my, my dude, my sperm is in prison. It lifts weights. <laughs> All it does is lift weights and read books, and just it's waiting to get out. If you did that accidentally, imagine if you were like really trying. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I, I, I can't imagine. We 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 had the plan. The plan was two kids. We wanted boy girl salt and pepper shakers. You know, what I mean, it was like perfect. Yeah. Perfect little boy and girl. And then it was like, no, nope, you got three of these motherfuckers. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's fine now. But <laughs> <laughs> there are times when I was like, oh, oh my god. And then now my wife, my wife, when she had the twins, when she was on the table, they uh, took her tubes out. Um, they asked they were like do you want us to do this and we were both like yes yeah. <laughs> exactly what here. my mom did after my sister like, they, nope, no more yeah they did it and now but my wife now occasionally gets baby fever and I'm like you better fucking steal one <laughs> that's the only way it's fucking she don't do that that's, if my wife came home one day and she's like I don't know what happened but it's a miracle I'm pregnant I'd, I'd be like alright I'm gonna hire the murderer tomorrow. <laughs> Not for you, for me. All right, I'm gonna get murdered so you can collect the insurance money and raise these fucking kids. All right, I'm not gonna be here. I'm sorry. <laughs> here comes Raina. Raina will fill in for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, she's no. pregnant. You'll be hot for. Her. <laughs> okay, that's well, fair. Pregnancy fetish. You got stepdad energy. Thanks. Oh, I mean, you know what? Stepdaddy cool, cool energy. Step Come on, if you, guys. If you can see how Raina's dressed right now, you would understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Sandals that yeah. I got from Walmart Hold in the on. man's, like, hey. old man section. Yeah. Okay, They're yeah. So... Well, if you're making an argument against it, you're fucking failing. No, no, no. I'm agreeing. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, yeah. I'm wearing a big baggy gray shirt and, yeah. like, in my dad's old shirt. A Navajo Indian She's about to take us all shirt. on a bonding camping trip. Come on, guys. I wish oh, I was wearing yeah. khaki shorts. I just, I just want to look at you and be like, you're not my real dad. <laughs> You won't talk to me that way, young man. <laughs> I like the pause, really. How do I respond to this? I'm a new, I'm a new dad. I don't know. You're a new stepdad. Listen, son, I'm new to this. Yeah. Help me help you. I just I, want to make I your mom you. happy. No, you're just here to bang my mom. That's all you're here to do. I am, but can't we have a little fun? And no, absolutely not. I hate not you. Not like that sounded bad. <laughs> I don't like the way that sounded. No, that's that's the extra stepdad energy. <laughs> what we're not looking for. So, uh, have either of you ever had sex with a pregnant woman? Not yet. I don't. Yeah. Oh, I, I like, <laughs> hell yeah! Planning ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Planning ahead. This episode ahead. for my dad. <laughs> he wants grandkids, right? <laughs> Fine. You know, I think it's obviously, I mean, we got to say it's it's got to be rare just a pregnant woman in the wild that's like, let's get it. In the all. wild. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, let's just, I, I don't want to stereotype pregnant women and say most of them might be in a situation. They're not on the prowl. <laughs> yeah. They're not out looking for it. Like, oh, man, I'm glad I got knocked up because now I can get all this dick. <laughs> I, did, I did know somebody once who didn't know they were pregnant, which I didn't know was real until it happened to them. Oh, for sure. Just, I mean, you can, uh, depending on a lot of physiological things, you can go a long time being pregnant and not realize it, you know? So, I mean, honestly, that dovetails right into the fucking weird abortion laws and the whole six weeks. It's like, there are Christ. people out there I know that didn't know they were pregnant until they were 12 weeks along. Yep. By yeah. That, you know yep. what I mean? It's fucking nuts. Anyway, let's not, let's not spin off. <laughs> let's not get into that Thank because you. then it's going to be you. a nasty podcast. <laughs> it's going to be fucking weird. We uh, already know. It sucks. Right? It does suck. It does suck. You know what? Let's move on to happier things. Uh, so, uh, you know what, uh, Raina? This might be the first time just me and you are the only one that have had sex with a pregnant woman. You know? These fucking, <laughs> the, fucking the, losers. These, this is a common question you uh, ask in every these, episode. These squares over here not banging anybody pregnant. What up? Come on. <laughs> you know what? We're going to have to have you on a third time when you are pregnant. And we're just going to have to talk about how was the sex. <laughs> how was okay. the pregnancy? Yeah. Let's go. This <laughs> fucking deal. So let's talk a little bit about Dan and Jade. Uh, so the first time Jade was on the podcast, uh, she did discuss a little bit about Dan and your relationship dynamics uh, at that time, which I mean, now, geez, that was over a year ago. It was ago. over a year ago. Uh, I re-listened to it. Yeah. So things have, uh, first off, quick update. What's new with you two? So you are moving. engaged. Engaged. Both of those things. This will be our first broken engagement. <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> Forget boyfriend, girlfriend. We're, we're engaged and we're moving. <laughs> big, big steps. Moving big, before big steps. We're, we're yeah. moving out of state while we plan a wedding. So, Jade, you came here from New Orleans. Yeah. And, Dan, uh, you are... <laughs> I'm from here. You're like from here. 30, 32 years 32 here. years. And she finally broke me free. <laughs> so... You're relocating to New Orleans because you got a job, or yeah. oh yeah, it, well, did so, it work? Um, did, were you looking for a job in yeah, New Orleans? Yes, so the plan the plan was always but we're she just looked at me like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the plan was always for us to end up back in New Orleans. The timeline has changed a lot. We were like, ah, oh, in a few years, and it just happened. It, New Orleans feels like a a more aligned place to raise sure. a family uh-huh. with us having a non-traditional relationship. Yeah. yeah. So um, what part of New Orleans would you, are you guys going to live in? Do you, are you we, scoping it out? We're, we're going to, we're going to be, um, living uptown, like in the city. We're in the box or what you call yeah. in the box for the parade route. Um, yeah. so we're like in Mardi Gras area. Good. We got a good Mardi Gras spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and we're running for the first year and then we're maybe looking at, Cool. Finding yeah. something more permanent. Okay. So, Dan, what do you do? So, for the last 15 years, I've been a musician that kind of transitioned into live audio engineering, which then turned into a career in, like, AV integration for the federal government for a few years, which is what I've been doing up until this point, which is actually how yeah. we met. Um, yeah. I have I was, a friend of mine that does that, too. Yeah. yeah. We, were, we were traveling. I was traveling for work all over the country, and, you know, I'd go on dates, and I... Ran into her in New Orleans, and I was like, "Okay, great, we're gonna. I'm gonna go on a date with a burlesque dancing stand-up <laughs> comedian in New Orleans. Hell yeah!" And I was like, "I'm gonna sleep in a hotel room." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "He doesn't live here." Oh, I suggested a bar that I would never pay for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm a comedian too. Like, if I met somebody and they're like, "I'm a comedian burlesque dancer," I'd be like, "Red flag, red flag, <laughs> <laughs> double red flag." <laughs> Double red flags means don't swim. Yeah. <laughs> don't See, I wasn't from swim. there, so it wasn't going to be a problem either way. Even if it was, it was bad. And then she walked into the restaurant. We looked at each other, and we're like, "Oh yeah. fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But you were you were, did 15 years in audio AV, and now you're doing. I'm doing. Uh, I'm working as the director of finance and operations at a high school. Sweet. So okay. completely jumping into a different uh, line of work. Wow, completely. they'll just hire anybody. <laughs> 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 like we need a new finance director. Look at that musician over there. <laughs> it's New Orleans. It makes sense. He's like, can you play the trumpet? You're in. Yeah, yeah. Can you second line? Can we have a second line with him? All right, he's part of the band. <laughs> the most New Orleans thing about it is that he got the job by suggesting a change that they were having with their sewage issue. Oh, no. <laughs> You're a fucking shit. jack of all trades. I used, I used to manage venues, so a lot of the yeah. skill sets translate. You know, somewhat. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, High schoolers sense. are just as rowdy as I'm sure. venue patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Without the alcohol, which makes me honestly, honestly, in this day and age, they might be a little bit more chill. Uh, they're very like, mm. <laughs> oh, no, one of the first things they gave me was a pamphlet on all the TikTok challenges they're uh, using oh. to destroy the buildings now. Wow. Oh. So when do you uh, when do you start? 
June the first. June first. Okay, so it's like uh, I don't know much about uh, is school there. Is that summer? Do they break it's summer? It's the, they, they break it's the very last day of school. They start in August. Yeah. Okay, so basically they get like two months off. Yeah. And then they yeah, okay. That's about. Yeah, they're what about it is where here. we're. That's yeah, about we're, we're uh, Memorial Day weekend is uh, is the last the Friday before Memorial Day. So uh, yeah, and then they go back in early August. Yeah. So it's about the same schedule. Yeah, just about. Well, that's interesting. Are you excited for I'm like a career change? Or? Very excited. I. Yeah. Like I said, I've been traveling for the last four and a half years, like 200 days a year, and yeah. it's been fun. It's been a great adventure. I'm done. <laughs> Just, oh, I mean, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah through 2020 like, and everything, it, it got. Yeah. I got real burnt out, so I'm I'm very much ready to. So the pandemic was kind else. of a welcome relaxation. A little no, bit. no, no, <laughs> no. I was I was overseas for three months. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, where right out? Where where out overseas? Saipan. Which is like north of Guam. I like how you said that. I'm not like I know where the fuck that is. Right now, I have to. I was like, it's north of Guam, but you can say north of Guam, Guam is either. Yeah. Do you know where Guam is? Right <laughs> I got to Huntsville, and they were like, "You're going to Saipan for three months." Bye. Wow. Yeah, because she, she, you've told them the story about it, like us being quarantined together, right? I don't think no. So <laughs> when we started dating, you're... I talked about me last okay. time. <laughs> okay. fair, fair. She she didn't dedicate a lot to you. When <laughs> we started dating, we were doing long distance and. Mm-hmm. I was working in Mobile for like a month, two months, you know, my first job as a project manager. And so she comes in for a weekend to stay, and this is right when things were kicking off. And by the end of the weekend, she's like, yeah, I, I can't go home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah, we didn't know what was going on. Everybody in New Orleans was like, don't come back, don't come back, it's so bad here. So we quarantined together basically in a hotel room for about a month. Long. That was the most time we had ever spent together in person because yeah. we'd been mm-hmm. doing long distance. So Yeah. And then after that, you... Came I, back to Huntsville yeah, and I been just, here ever since. I just never left Alabama. <laughs> she rode back in the car with us and then stayed. <laughs> I love That's that. Interesting. Moved in with me and my cool. five roommates. Yeah. yeah, Five roommates? Yeah. Holy shit. Do you live in the Facts of Life house? What I live in the Spice Radio like? house, like where the, uh, the oh, studio is. Oh, yeah. yeah I, know so this, I know the Spice Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, yeah. his girlfriend, um, another couple, and another roommate, and five mm-hmm. cats. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was and in a studio. Me, Wow. <laughs> and me. Wow. Yeah. So my family was like, oh, you moved to Alabama to join a cult. <laughs> you're, you're sharing groceries. Oh you're, I don't. <laughs> was it easier to say that than you don't understand the relationship? <laughs> you're like, a cult. Yeah. 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 We're all about love. love. Yeah, sure. We're a love cult. <laughs> uh, so I have to ask. So uh, you said uh, at the onset, we talked about it, you shared a partner. Right. Yes. Um, so, how? What's happening with you now relocating? Is that just? Is it a natural severance? Is it like what's happening? Oh no, no. we're 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 just figuring it out. Um, you know, we well, like one, like we're like we said two. We're we're not a throuple, so we're not yeah. we're not always moving in the same direction at the sure. same time. Uh-huh. Um, but we're definitely like a family and mm-hmm. we're just kind of giving our partner space to make whatever moves they're going to make or things mm-hmm. at their own pace, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. So like the goal, I mean, I think objectively, like the goal is to eventually all be in the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just letting it happen organically. Sure. Right. She's got her own life, own relationships, own commitments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you've lived in a place for, you know, 10, yeah. 15 I mean, she years. can't just pull up stakes and right. Right. go. Yeah. She's got another uh, nesting partner here, which is uh-huh. what we refer to each other as because sure. we live together. Yeah. You know. so. Interesting. 
Interesting. Um, but she's really happy for us. She's yeah. really excited. Yeah. That's when I was, I, yeah. you know, I remember when you had said that y'all were moving with your situation. I was like, how is that? I wonder. It's a lot. You know, it is it a is. lot. It it's is it's a, a lot, lot because like you talked about being long distance. Now you're, you're we're moving gonna into be long, a long distance yeah. relationship. Right. Another one. Um, and of course, you know, nobody can see the future. So that could be fantastic or it could not. So, but I mean, fingers crossed, hopefully it will be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We feel, I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's, the right move for us to kind of be in a place that's more culturally aligned. Of course. Before we have a family and get sure. stuck somewhere because, you know, once that happens, it's, I'm sure as you know, it's really hard to pick up and move after that. And you've got <laughs> another partner too, so yeah. you'll be managing. Yeah, I'll be I'll be back in Huntsville a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Both for family and other relationships. So we're not really, we're moving, but we're not gone. Yeah. Interesting. Gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> 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 oh man so uh i'm trying to think brandon do you have any questions do you have anything you want to fire at him when'd you lose your virginity dan <laughs> i mean I, I mean i was gonna get there but i was let's go i mean i was gonna dig a little deeper into your personal life but Raina's like when when'd you start fucking dan? i mean what's deeper than virginity <laughs> sorry sorry define virginity we're talking about penetrative, penetrative sex. sex it's always all penetrative, right, penetrative sex, sex on, going was, all the way. i was 19 and the yeah. uh, honors dorms at uah shout out frank franz hall yeah. Uh, a lot of my early sexual experiences were in that building, so yeah, that's interesting. Right on. So uh, I'm assuming, uh, let's just say, what are your pronouns, Dan? He him. You're a he him. Yeah. And you identify as heterosexual? No, I, I'm pan. You're pan. So I guess technically this is me coming out. Did you totally <laughs> just come out? I guess oh, I just did. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a first for us. Conviction. That too. was great. You did. You you didn't even hesitate. We're proud of you, Dan. So the, thank you. Yeah. The reason I kind of went down that path, I'm assuming that you when you lost your virginity, was that to a female? Yes. Okay. Well. So I mean, I, I've the majority of the people I've dated have been female on that. Sure. The my pan side is not something I've really explored until really the pandemic. I feel like all that happened for a lot of people. Sure. There's a lot of reflection and kind of sort of near death experiences and coming yeah. out of that with like not a lot of fear. The, Wait, does he think that? <laughs> Don't you fucking say it. I, I know exactly what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. Don't fucking say it. Because I didn't say it. I fought my base surge and didn't be like, I'll fucking say it. Stupid fucking joke. Oh, come on. Now I have to. <laughs> just put two and two together. Do you, think, do you think he thinks the pansexual means he was just fucking during the, the pandemic? pandemic. <laughs> God damn it. If you just, just would have kept your fucking mouth shut, we wouldn't have heard that stupid fucking joke. Because I was like, say it, say it. And I was like, don't say it. <laughs> Immediately lock eyes and raise, I'm going to say it. Fucking stupid. No, the guy that I... I don't know what the what the term would be. I wouldn't be like lose my virginity a second time. So. <laughs> what would that be? You I know what? what? Wow. You know what? You're right. I don't think. Well, your have, first, is your there first, a term? My, yeah, my first experience. So my first gay experience was with somebody that I've yeah. known for like 15 years, and yeah, kind nice. of been circling each other for a long time. But Let me like, ask this: Are they gay or yes. are they pan as well? Okay, they're so they're gay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I mean, just so I'm very demisexual when it comes to guys. Like I have to have known them for like a good substantial amount of time before I feel any sort of like attraction. Sure. But, um, in general, I think I've kind of come to the conclusion that it's, 
I'm not as interested in the genitalia as I am the person. Yeah, right on. And it's all good, so. Yeah. I mean, is it, I guess that's technically kind of the definition of pansexual, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. like you're attracted to the personality and the person not what they identify as or their genitalia. Right. Yeah. Which, honestly, I mean, I that makes perfect sense to me because you can uh, even if with some people you don't have to act on it you can be attracted like you can have that pansexuality and be like I'm I'm attracted to this person but then still have the thing like I don't want to act on it sexually but I do feel this connection and the, sure. the, the, like even sexual tension even if you choose not to act on it yeah attraction um, is so fluid yeah absolutely I mean I define I mean I, I don't know I've always said I defy you to look at Brad Pitt and, uh, <laughs> and like a river runs through it and I'll be like god damn <laughs> let's give the, the opportunity let's just the fall Brad Pitt my little, my little boy pussy got wet <laughs> are you fucking kidding me that is a fine looking man I don't know, I don't know why you had to say little boy pussy you could just said boy pussy well, hold on pussy man first, pussy. first off I was younger <laughs> And it had not grown. This is a flashback. It was, it was, oh, uh, right. It's a, <laughs> a, a... That's a flashback. Oh, I forgot the sepia yeah. tone. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> it was a little blurry. It was. It was. It was. But interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So let's... We talked about losing your virginity. You were 19. Now, was this a relationship or was it just... Did you have just sex for the first time it was it was a relationship it was yeah. with somebody that i dated uh pretty briefly before the financial crisis made her go back home to help her family out and then we broke up so it was it was a very brief relationship okay so uh, this was yeah 08 yeah right fall of 08 you said you said financial i was like oh you mean the housing market yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i hope it does again very soon everybody's hoping for that right jesus yeah. christ i hope the bubble pops anyway uh so after that, you uh, so through high school, was it a, a choice or were you just like in the cut? Like, how did you not, you know what I mean? I was, I was an awkward high schooler right up until I was yeah. a senior, and then everybody wanted to, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. That no, was kind of a late bloomer. And I was about to say, your pedals open your senior year. Right. Like, yeah, Get off me, like bitches. Come out of the <laughs> Stop no, talking on my silk drawers, ladies. It was also a very conservative high school where, you know, there wasn't. Where'd you go to high school? Hazel Green. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love how you that said that. Sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you live yeah. around here. You fucking know Hazel Green. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you're 19. It was, were you a freshman in college? No, it was a uh, sophomore. Sophomore? Okay. So then how did, how did the rest of your sexual activity roll out after that? Did you hit the ground running after you knocked the first one out? <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> <did>. <laughs> I love it. He was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, I, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I mean, yeah. I knew I liked it before. It was, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd love uh, it. I was oh, dude, he was went in the bee and he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of learning how to not be a fuck up after that. I have to of say. course. Uh, the first, so my first experience wasn't great, not because of her, because she was wonderful, mostly yeah. because of like, I was very pushy, and like sure. it took me a few years to realize like that's what was going on, and not as much. When you uh, define pushy, what do you mean? It's like, come on, come on, it'll be great, it'll be fun. Like, you yeah, know. you know. Okay, on a on a side note, that is something that fascinates me um, because I think, especially men, we all have fallen into that at yeah. some point, 
And then it really, in the Me Too movement, which was, of course, needed and fantastic, but there was one point with Aziz Ansari, which I was very fascinated by. Because if, if you know what happened, it was that. It yeah. was like, come on, come on, come on, please, please. And it was like, it was being very, it was, you said the word, it was being very, very pushy. And it was like, that was the one, because when Me Too happened, I was like, man, I've never, I'm going back, I'm like, I've never sexually assaulted anybody. I've never, I don't, I've never done anything like that. And then all of a sudden that came out, I was like, oh, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I've, I've definitely been like, come on. The conversation what, what around consent about? has changed so much too. Because I mean, you when mean you turn into up, Kermit was... the Frog? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, please. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel like the conversation when we were growing up was like, oh yeah, no means no. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, but if you could get them to change their mind. <laughs> it's, and it just, it took, it took, a, yeah, it took that. It took a lot of the education that just came from sure. growing up and, you know, maturing to be like, oh, that was kind of fucked up. You know? It is kind of fucked up. But I mean, there's, there's also layers to that. Like with the Aziz story, it was... Um, in the article, if you ever, if you go back and read it, especially now through kind of a little bit of a different lens, the, the woman who wrote the article says, I sought him out because I wanted to fuck a famous person. Um, she literally did background research to find out what he was into. And it, he's, he's a collector of old cameras. So she sought him out at a party and was like, Hey, I have an old Polaroid H2, whatever. And he was like, Holy shit. Wow. So it's just like, she Literally, it was like, you, let's go. Yeah. They went back to his place, which, of course, now, I'm not saying it's right, but in his mind, he's probably like, okay, well, this is an easy score. Right? She gets there. She fellates him. Okay? Goes down on him. And then it was like, okay, no. Uh, we're going to stop. And then she does it again. Then he goes down on her twice in the kitchen. And then she's like, I don't want to. And he was like, he goes, okay, that's fine. But then he was like, come on. <laughs> like come on so it's like i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying man that's such a you know what i mean i think that we all like on a on like a looking for sex and then yeah. being like the person pursued like i think that we all are kind of adjusting at once and like learning how much you actually are able to revoke sure because like i think like when you're in a moment there is there is a lot of emotions like pulled sure. into it and i I had a uh, friend call me up last night because he wanted to cancel a date. Yeah. And he was just like, well, uh, you know, I just want to cancel a date because I had this other date and it didn't go well. And I got there and she catfished me. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, well, when you realize she catfished you, did you sleep with her? Yeah. And he was like, well, I got, I, I didn't sleep with her, but we got physical. Yeah. And um, he was like, you know, but because I thought that was what, you know, like, I just don't want her feelings and sure. all this stuff. And sure, I was sure, sure. like. Yeah, but do you realize that what you're upset about is that you just had a physical a physical interaction that you didn't mm-hmm. want to? Yeah. And right. I think, like, you know, we just all struggle with, like, sure. knowing that it's it's hard. It's right. very hard. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like... Those boundaries are so hard to set, and I think a lot of it is because, like, talking about sex, like, sex mm-hmm. is so taboo. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that's why the, the laws that are being made, and we won't go off on a tangent, sure. but that's why they're so dangerous. Because well, right. the less we talk about it, the less we normalize it. Exactly. That's what I the like harder it is. about polyamory is that, you know, it it's... it's we have those conversations so normalized between us that when I'm seeing somebody new now, I don't, I almost do it instinctively. Like I had a second date recently, but it was the first time they had come to my place and I don't have people over at our place very often. And like from the top, I was like, listen, if we get physical and you like try to move forward, I'm going to have a hard time saying no. 
And right now I know that I don't want to. Sure. So like, can you just, but like, it's, that's a hard, it's hard to trust well, yourself uh, enough to, you know, well, have that you, conversation. You, well, you said a very valid point. There's a lot of, sometimes people just acquiesce. Yeah. You, you know? just, you're it's, like, it, ah. It's, I've literally heard women say it was easier to have sex with them mm-hmm. than yeah, right. not. Yeah. You know, and no, and the thing is, like, if the guy in that moment heard that, they'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's so much worse. But it's like, it's just such a weird, the dynamic there. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, I don't think in the, in those particular situations, of course, no means no. And, and, uh, like, but it's that the, when you said the word pushy, that's immediately what I thought of is yeah. that whole thing. Like, well, Hey, come on. And it's like, you're not, I don't, you're not beating them over the head. You're not getting violent. You're not doing anything. But at the same time, that's not saying you're not making them uncomfortable. Right. And then they don't know what to do with it. And then, then it can get weird. They yeah. can, they it's can easier, leave, they can leave yes. and be upset mm-hmm. or it's easier to say yes. And then they resent you for it and everything like that. It's just, I was yeah, I, I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. No, no. Like no, when you said that, I was like, man, that is that's the weird one for me. Yeah, that's the whole like, uh, and I mean, of course, I haven't had to deal with anything like that in so long because I've been married for over 17 years, and uh, even before that, in a monogamous relationship with her for three. So basically, my wife and I've been together for over 20 years. So it's like I don't know what it's what that's like anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, I have a I kind of joke around. It's like if if my wife and I ever got divorced, I would just. I would immediately, I say like any dude, be like, I'm gonna get out there, I'm gonna be man, I'm gonna find me some women, <laughs> stuff like that. And I know for a fact, I would have sex with the first one and be like, marry me, I love you. <laughs> I don't want to die alone. I'm too old. <laughs> this is it. I found the one, and they'd be like, you're a fucking weirdo. I'd be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> then the next one, marry me. You know, it's like because I, I, I don't know how to be alone anymore. <laughs> it's hard, especially because like, at least in our generation, like less, you know. We weren't raised with the language to have those conversations. We weren't raised with like sex ed- you know, education in Alabama is pretty much non-existent. There's yeah. not really anything to no. like, hey, here's the kind of boundaries you, you can and maybe should set. Here's what consent means. It's, you know, again, it was no means no. And that was pretty much it. And yeah. I think that's changing now. And like the, the, you know, high schoolers now, I feel are a lot more willing to set boundaries and understanding what those boundaries can and should be and have the language to describe it. So I think it's getting better. They're having a 12 year old daughter and literally talking to her because she's very open, which I am very fortunate to have that with relationship with my daughter, because I know several people, friends of mine that have kids around the same age that they're like, man, I wish my kid would talk to me about that. Um, And I mean, being 12 years old, she's in sixth grade and the things she talks about, I'm like, I was not mentally prepared to sure. deal with yeah. any of that yeah. when I was 12 years old. <clears throat> and I mean, I'm talking like concepts that now people struggle with that these 12 year olds are like literally enacting every day. Yeah. yeah. And they grew up in it. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, is like <clears throat> some of it is, is, is right. Uh, I think, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Right on par with like, you know what I mean? Growth and everything. And then some of it, I think literally now it's very weird. I think because they are more open and things like that, like sex is a little bit more at the forefront for them. Yeah. So it's like yeah. now things evolve too rapidly. Right. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not they're not giving it room to breathe and to figure things out. They're rushing into certain right. things. Right. Because she's telling me about things. And I'm like, that's fine as long as nobody's getting hurt and everything's good. But at the same time, you're 12. Like, yeah. You're not, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you don't have to rush into these things. And she's like, I, I, I know, but it's like some other. It's like wild to me. So it's like the. I wish there was more active sex education in schools that that could help. 
like offset that because it's like don't get me wrong as a parent it's like i'm an open book if she wants to talk to me about something she knows that she can we're not going to force anything on her because of course it's you know it's like you can't beat them over the head with it and be like sit down we need to talk about sexuality because they're like what the fuck Uh, you know it's like you kind of have to take it as it comes but it's like if if there was a program in school that helped supplement what you do at home then that would be great you know what i mean and i i think it needs to kind of happen in waves and start at different ages yes so it's like when kids are young it's like right now it's a super hot button issue because you have the don't say gay bill in florida Right. Okay, which is really when you really get down into the minutia of it is like convoluted and fucking wild. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's very heavy handed, but at the same time the the base spirit of it is not insane that you don't want to somebody's like, Well, I don't want my kindergarten to have sex education. It's like who the fuck wants to give sex education to right. a kindergarten? Right. right. You know what I mean? But that's the way they're making it out, like, Oh, they're out here trying to sexualize my six year olds. Like I don't think so no. yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think that's happening they but might it's watch like, a lame puberty video from yeah. the 90s or something but at the same <laughs> time by the time they're in like third and fourth grade I think there needs to start a base right you know sure. I mean? and, like and there needs to be a base too, these kids are going to encounter that move forward yeah these kids are going to encounter it at some point Sure. Especially, I mean, teach them how to access. navigate it. What right. they're doing, they're weaponizing these basic concepts that should be true anyway to spin it into that way of right wing thinking. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. When it's like, it's literally taking something that we're all like, I think we all kind of agree on that. And they're like, fuck you. No, we don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is how it should be. And you're like, oh, wait a second. So it's like, it's just, I'm having kids, it's such a weird um, time. You know, because it's yeah. like I see it in two phases. I have two six-year-olds and a twelve-year-old, so it's like literally seeing in two different generations what's happening, and it's well mind-blowing. And and Jay, don't you work? Yeah, if I you want to talk about it, I didn't want to. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's I've I've seen a lot. <laughs> like I won't really get into it. I mean, I was pretty instrumental in raising my siblings, and they, um, you know they've had a lot of trauma in that that space um but also like what i told them was they started to like get old enough they're 18 and 20 now to where they were starting to make their own sexual choices and navigate that was just like it's not gonna define you it's not Mm -hmm. but you really it's like it's gonna be a lot more fun if you do it with people that know how to honor you sure and you are in a space where you, cause you, you're not going to, y'all aren't going to know how to do that. You yeah. <laughs> but, right. you know, you're not going to know, you yeah. don't know, you yeah. don't even yeah. know what you need, but like you want to be with people that it's fun and safe to like figure it out with. Right. Like, I, the one, one thing with my, with my 12 year old is like, it's strange because she tells, she comes home and she talks about relationship that these kids are having and they are literally across the board every kind of relationship you can think of yeah. like she has talked about throubles in yeah. sixth grade she has taught i mean many same-sex relationships like the the gamut right and it's like and i'm like how do you feel and she's like i don't like anything <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, let's talk about that. She's like, I'm just. She's like, I probably will one day. She's very forthright. She's like, I don't really like girls. I don't really like boys. She's yeah. like, I'm not really into it. And I'm like, I've talked to some other 12 year olds that are kind of the same way. And it's just that just shows you how fast some of them progress. And you don't know what kind of outside factors their home life X Y Z yeah. that yeah. are influencing that that makes some of them evolve quicker. Mm-hmm. But like, she doesn't care. And it's like. <laughs> 
we're fine with that, of course. Like, we don't care. Like, she'll come around whenever she wants to. But it, it, it my wife and I try to tell her, it's like, your sexuality doesn't define you. Right. It right. is part of you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't define you. You know, it's like, and it's weird because some of these kids that she talks about, it's like their identity right now is their sexuality and how they are learning to cope and, and what they're doing with it. And it's like, I understand 12 years old is a very formative time and I, you should explore it. But at the same time, it's like some of them are just letting it dominate like everything. And it's like, you know what? You can just be a kid too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a very, it's a very weird thing. And it's like talking to people that <clears throat> of, uh, that have had um, their up in their upbringing, you know, discussing like when did you find out that you were bisexual or when did you find out you were gay? And so, you know, I've heard across the board like w- weird answers. I mean, like a good friend of mine was like, I knew I was gay when I was six years old. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, I always knew. I never doubted it. Uh, and then I've talked to others that were like, I never had any until I was like 18. And then all of a sudden, like a switch flipped. Yeah. You know, it's just like wild. And it's just like you never know from one to the other. And I think what's happening now in America is it's more they're trying to be cookie cutter. You know, I think that's what they're trying to force ideals and things like that. And it's like put people in boxes when it just needs to be fucking free range. Right. (laughs) It's like let everybody figure it out at their own pace. But it's like especially, unfortunately, here, Bama. Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi, it's like, oh no, we're gonna we rule with an iron fist. This is this is it. This is how things should go. Uh and it's like but then you know, out west in certain places it's too wild. <laughs> you know, so yeah. there's no yeah. I, I that's the problem I think in America with most things right now. We don't have a happy medium. It's extremes. Right. Everything is extreme. Everything is one side or the other. And it's like just those magic times when things meet in the middle, you know, and I just think we're we're moving further and further away from that, which is, I mean, kind of what we've been avoiding talking about is like all this crazy shit right now is literally forcing us more and more away from the middle and forcing us right. into right. extreme measures on both right. sides. Reaction right. against reaction. Against exactly. Reaction. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is which is wild. And it's like. I mean, I know we've been talking about pregnancy sex, but all the way to, to, to kids, it's like now I'm like, I'm looking at my, my two girls. I mean, like, I don't know what's, what's going to happen yeah. for, for you guys in the future. So I'm fingers crossed, you know, I mean, all I can do I've realized is, is arm them with the knowledge, uh, all the knowledge I can impart and let them know that they're loved and supported. And hopefully that's enough. I almost thought you were going to finish with just arm them. <laughs> well, you know, this is Alabama, and they do all own several weapons. I wanted to knock on wood when you said fingers crossed, but we're in a tin room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. You know what? That was uh, that was really good. Uh, we're going to circle right back, though. We're going to jump back into some some Dan real quick. Uh, <laughs> Let's get some Dan. Specifically with you. So, Dan. Yeah, well, well that, came, come, that was a good conversation. It kind of came full circle, but now we're just going to get back into the nitty gritty. Uh, so we ask everybody on this podcast, and we asked Jade the first time she was on, and we're going to ask her again here in just a minute. Uh, Dan, do you know your body count? Do you know how many people you have been with? North of 30. Okay. So you're not a specific. I, yeah, I, yeah. I can, but it's going to take way too long for me to sit down and. Well, like, you know what? It's a good thing we brought pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> we need an itemized list. I want to say 32. Okay. Just go with that. Just make it up a number. No. It's in that area somewhere. Now. It's an average. How long have you two been together? 
or in each other's orbit, like total. Almost three years. Yeah, we're almost three years. Three years. Okay. Three years in August. So I'm yeah. assuming this is a conversation. Have you have you had this conversation before? Have you kind of a done a like a hey our like, body count? Yeah, not really. Not. I mean, well, we've, we've told each other about most of our previous actual relationships. Uh, sure. Most people on this podcast definitely agree. It's like the. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Now, some of them were lying. <laughs> because everybody wants to be cool. And like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they're like, 75. You know, it's yeah. like, it, you know. But I think most people, it, does, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I'm fascinated by couples. And it's like, have you had the discussion? Right. How did it come up organically? <laughs> I'm sure we ask each other the yeah. question just out of curiosity. I mean, I know your body counts since we've started dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what's Jade, what's yours? I have no idea. Okay. I stopped counting. I don't... Yeah. Well, because I, I'm i like a firm believer. Like, I have just accepted this truth that I don't have to count any experience that I don't want to count. Sure. <laughs> and uh, regardless of what it... Like, I don't have to call it sex if I don't want to. <laughs> if I'm not in a court of law. No, oh, I'm... <laughs> I do. I, I, <laughs> also, I... I you can hear your public defender. What is penetration? <laughs> <laughs> but we talked... You know, we kind of touched on it before, too. Like, I, my definition of sex is so different, right? Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. What, what was I trying to accomplish when I came? That's a good way to look at it. I get, man, I've, you know what? I haven't thought in those terms in so long because, like, being married, my wife and I have an excellent sex life. But, like, it is very... I don't want to say the word vanilla, but it's definitely like we just, when we want to bang, we bang. Like you know Greek what I mean? yogurt. It's like, yeah. Well, that's it. I, yeah. Well, what I, I guess what it is when you're, even though it's really good, there's nuances that aren't there anymore because you've been together so long. So it's yeah. like one thing, and it, especially when, when circumstances change, like children, Time, like I'm. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm busy as shit. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sure. busy person. My wife is too, with uh, with with her life and everything else going on. So it's like we have a lot of scheduled sex. That doesn't make it not great. It just means most of the time we know when we're gonna have sex. Yeah, because it's just easier that way. Because spontaneity is tough when you have literally three other people running around the house going, "How can I fuck this up?" <laughs> <laughs> How can I? I need milk. I need water. You know, shit like that. You're like, ah, oh, damn it. So it's like you gotta. You know, are the kids in bed? Fuck yeah. Lock the doors. Light the candles. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's still great. It's fantastic. It's just lost lost some of those little nuances. So it's like when you're like, I, you know, sex can take on different forms. I'm like, I know one form. <laughs> I know one real good one. <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And I'm over here like, I, we should explore things. <laughs> He's going to go home tonight and be like, babe. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I just pull up on my motorcycle tonight, park and walk in and be like, woman. <laughs> if I went home right now, and I walked in the bedroom and I was like, baby, wake up. She'd be like, I will fucking murder you. <laughs> She's talking about, like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but we had sex last night, too. So, I mean, the quote has been met for at least another five to seven days. <laughs> hey, after, after 17 and a half years of marriage, we have sex once a week. And that's great. Honestly, that's I don't. Good. The funny thing is, it's like, I don't want it any more than that, really. You know? And that's good. Well. For you. <laughs> 
See, I knew somebody was going to be like, one time a week? What are y'all fucking Mormons? No. No, <laughs> no I think it is. I know. I get it. I think it's healthy. And like, my, I mean, everybody. Well, I don't know about everybody. I know my sex drive goes through dips. So yeah. sometimes of course, of course I'll, go like, dips. I'll go weeks without masturbating, which is yeah. just not like me. Sure. Yeah, it's sure. All, but I mean, it just happens every few yeah. months. Honestly, I mean, after uh, in a relationship that long, and I've talked to other people that have been in relationships this long, it's like when it's spaced out a little bit, it actually it makes you long for it yeah. more. Well, know? like I have partners that I don't sleep with at all. Sure. Too. Mm-hmm. So you just have like an emotional. We have like a very romantic, um, mm-hmm. but we just don't have sex. It's just not. Sure. That's just not where our intimacy is. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in. The the levels of intimacy in, in, in my relationship, yeah. I mean, there's sex is just one little yeah, part of a right. seven-layer dip, yeah. you know? It's like, and those moments are great, but it's like the more things that I value are just special moments and yeah. things like that that, I, that aren't necessarily that. But it's, it's, it's weird because when I was younger, I remember... I was before I dated this one girl. I was like, man, I just want to find a girl that wants to have sex all the time. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great just to be, you know? And then I, I found one, and I was like, can we not just fucking watch Seinfeld? Like, can we? And she was like, come on. And I was like, why did I ask for this? Why, why did I curse myself? It was like my friend. See Scott the, being pulled away as nails in the floorboard. It's like, she oh. was she was insatiable. Uh, my friend was like he he had a relationship and he was she had small breasts and he was like the next woman I date I want big breasts I want giant breasts and then he dated a woman that had giant breasts he was like I did not know what I asked for <laughs> I was like what a mistake <laughs> I was like careful what you wish for because you just might get it it's a lot to handle yeah big yeah. old titties it's yeah. just like coming is cool but like so's going to build a bear true <laughs> Sure. So there, there, don't get me wrong there are, there are times when we're put to the test when it's like would you rather have sex or would you rather go see Dr. Strange in the Madness? and I'm like Dr. Strange <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see Dr. Strange is that, or is that okay? why, no, like, yeah. why compromise why well, not I, fucking watch Dr. Strange there you go because I, you know what I'm not swinging public sex <laughs> at this point in my life it's not happening oh. if the movie theater doesn't want you to have public sex why do they have a curfew <laughs> why do they kick all the Myers out why is it so it dark <laughs> <laughs> I, so, like all dark places like, are first off, yeah, first off, out. let's just say right now you cannot have movie theater sex in a fucking blockbuster right? <laughs> if the movie's making 185 million in a weekend you can't be like let's go fucking that one alright you gotta fucking the one that like I don't even I've you gotta go to the Sunday movie. night days, man. you gotta <laughs> heard it. no you need to watch an anime movie that's in there for a week on a Tuesday at 9pm there won't be a fucking soul that's why there. people who like anime are freaks <laughs> yeah, there will not be a soul in there. <laughs> so three years you guys are gonna get married what's your sex life like now it's good yeah when yeah. i'm not traveling it's, it's so we've, <laughs> we've, we've had that like we only see each other you know once every couple of weeks so when mm-hmm. we see each other it's Our really great sex cater rhythms get off <laughs> yeah. But I feel like both of us, like both of us, will go, you know, through you know raises and dips in our drive, and sure. like sometimes yeah. not at the same time. So yeah, <laughs> we're pretty intentional about like, is are we having fun? Sure. Yeah. Are we, yeah. 
Do we need to do anything else, Devlin? That's Is good. Anything you want to do, Devlin? Sure. Now I'm going to ask a question. If you if you don't want to answer, that's totally fine. Now, uh, since you both have other partners, mm-hmm. are you sexual with any of the other partners? Yes. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Okay. Now, just from that aspect, it's like we talked about scheduling. It's like what's the what's the rule? Is there a rule of thumb? Is there a rule of thumb? Like, um, if for instance, Dan, if you had, were with another partner. And you say you you spontaneously had sex, uh, but then say six hours later you were with another partner. Would it is it important to let them know, or is it like do you? How does that work? Not really. I don't care. Yeah, hold on. That goes without fucking saying. <laughs> right. we're, we're civilized here. We're not monsters. <laughs> I was just wondering, is it like, is it common courtesy to, 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 to say? Or is it like, if you know you're going to be with one partner that you haven't seen in, in more time than the other, do you abstain? Or uh, how does, you know I what f- I mean? The dynamics, I guess, are interesting to me. I feel like as far as just telling each other if we've had sex with someone else that it's more on if it's like he's had partners he's been with well i'm i mean i'm the partner you've been with the shortest amount of time Mm -hmm. so like i don't ask you know if he goes on a date with his girlfriend if they had sex like sure maybe they did maybe they don't yeah um you know i guess the new people yeah of course. Well, that it's, makes it's, it's more of like knowing where that relationship where, where, is. Where, How to view that other person's like, relationship. So I, I guess the root of this question would be level of information sharing in the relationships from partner to partner. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I understand. Right? I think, well, I, yeah. you're thinking of like, you know, for for, for safety. Sexual health reasons. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sexual, sexual health reasons, but also emotional health reasons. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know. That's the whole thing. From person to person, I guess it just depends on what bothers them, what they're willing. You know what I mean? Right. That's, I'm just, that's a really good way of, it really so, is about the individual partner. Yeah. Yeah. So, for instance, I, I guess here's just a, a scenario. So, it's like if either of you, let's just say Dan uh, with uh, another partner. Say, for instance, you had a fight or a falling out. Is that something you can discuss with another partner? Or is that something that you kind of compartmentalize because you don't want, you know, you're in not mixing certain, the chocolate and the peanut butter? In certain <laughs> ways. So it, it, it depends. We, sure. don't sh- we don't shit talk partners. Of course not. Right. To each yeah, other. Right? I, don't, I don't mean that. I just right. mean, for instance, if you're like, I really need to talk to somebody about this. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk to each other about, you know, sure. if, we're, if we're having any sort of drama or anything going on. But it's mm-hmm. not in a way that's like disrespectful it's more of like an ah this happened and sure but if it's like oh i'm i'm really sad because yeah. this yeah. happened sure. like yeah like you know i usually the first person i talk to about it because mm-hmm. he's my best friend like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you were you know it's like i don't i don't know yeah mm-hmm. i feel like it's pretty there's now i with other people with other partners um because dan and i live together so we spend the most time together like we really we really try to not be we really try to actively work against like just organic hierarchies that happen because Mm -hmm. of the because we live together because Mm -hmm. we're gonna get married sure but um like with new people i don't i try to gauge their comfort level with me sharing Mm mm-hmm Right, like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to share intimate details about my sex life with another partner mm-hmm. without their consent. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes because sense. even if they're okay with it, you don't know if they want to hear about it. Yeah. Sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Dan, how did you discover that you were into polyamory? Uh, maybe that's not the proper way to say that, but that it was uh, a lifestyle that you was sustainable for you. So both the partner that I've been with the longest, our girlfriend and I, were both kind of polyamorous people in our 20s and didn't really realize it, meaning that we both had the capacity to easily fall in love and love multiple mm-hmm. people without losing love for the other people you mm-hmm. know, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had some conversations pretty early on in our relationship, you know, of, of like, well, this is, is, we were both basically practicing radical honesty where it was like, okay, well, this is how I feel. How do you feel? And we both kind of came to a place where we decided, well, maybe instead of fighting this and like lying to each other and like not, you know, just things that you do when you're in a, when you're trying not to like hurt your partner's feelings, but you feel Mm -hmm. something like in a relationship, um, instead of fighting that, just being honest about it and then maybe engaging in it in a way that's healthy and communicative. And so about two years into our relationship, we opened up for the first time had some great experiences, had some not so great experiences. We didn't really have the skill set to do it at the time. Like mm-hmm. we hadn't really done any of the emotional work that you should do going into that. Sure. Because I mean, we were in our early twenties and there wasn't polyamory wasn't as much in the zeitgeist then as it was now, like, you know, eight or nine years ago. And so we kind of stumbled our way through it for the first year and then we said, Okay, well, this was fun. We should maybe close and kind of work on our foundation a little bit and our communication skills. And we did that for a few years and then uh, about four or five years ago, I got a job that put me on the road about 200 days a year. So mm-hmm. we had the conversation again. I'm like, look, I'm going to be gone a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say that you can't see other people if that's what you want, because I know it's going to be lonely. And she's like, well, you know, I know you might keep meet people on the road. So we decided to open up again. And that's basically how I met Jade. So mm-hmm. it was, was during that period. Okay. So now that you and Jade are engaged, as that changed any dynamics between other partners so the when she came into my life my our my relationship with our partner was kind of shifting organically at that point Mm -hmm. um you know she you know i've always wanted kids Mm -hmm. she at a certain point in her life thought she wanted kids and then as she matured and got older she's like maybe not so much so things were kind of changing organically anyway, and then I just happened to meet her at about the same time. And so, yeah, there was there was a shift as far as, like, who I thought I was going to end up marrying and, like, having a life with. And, I st- you know, we still want to have a life with each other, but not, like, marriage wasn't as much of a priority for us as it was for me and Jade. Sure. So, you know, we'd been together for about seven or eight years at that point. Yeah. And after a while, like we really love each other, but we, we don't think marriage is for us. So sure. Again, person to person, right? You know? Exactly. It's like different, different dynamics with different people. And nothing I'd ever want to make her feel pressured into doing either. So sure. it, it, you know, was, we kind of talked about it before Jade and I talked about it and she's like, well, why don't you just like, if this is what you want, why don't you try it with her? Cause I think it's just what she wants too. So that's kind of how that happens. I think that's really cool that you have say, that yeah, open that, dialogue. I was about to say that is cool. She's, that like she's amazing. She's, she yeah. supports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess at the. I mean, again, not being involved in that kind of situation, but I can imagine like support from from the the whole system is vital to make it work. She's our <laughs> biggest cheerleader. She really is. Yeah. She helped. She helped plant. She chose not to be at our engagement so that it would really. So that we could really focus on mm-hmm. just nurturing our love between us, but yeah. she helped plan it. Yeah. She FaceTimed in. That's like, so awesome. sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. She, um, yeah, she's like, just, I don't know. I feel like she was kind of one of the first 
people to really see our love Mm -hmm. and and just say yeah you know take take the space to figure out what it is that's that's great that's Uh, amazing so when's the big day January 21st. Yep. January 21st. Yay! Where? <laughs> um, in New Orleans. In, in a New burlesque Orleans. bar. Oh, that's awesome. In the theater for burlesque, of a burlesque venue, an amazing venue that what's, we love. Uh, what's, the, what's the venue? Uh, the Always Lounge. You've probably done comedy at the I've Always. Done always. Yeah. yeah. I love it. In the place. back theater. Really? Yeah. So I've I've done that back theater. I've done the front too. When uh, uh, shout out to Paul Oswell and Benjamin yeah. Hoffman. Uh, DJ Paul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had some fun with yeah, you. Yeah, man. Uh, not we not had sex with Paul. <laughs> if anyone is listening to this and knows Paul, they might think that that we have not. No, that's, you know yeah, what? Disclaimer. He's, he's How great. could you not want a bone that's sexy? I didn't say British we didn't bastard. want a bone, Paul. We just have it. Just <laughs> come here, you British bitch. Yeah. Uh, you gotta get him on, right? I, I, I love yeah. Paul. Paul. Paul is fantastic. Uh, I do love always. Actually, when you said that, I was like, "Is it always?" Yeah. I, honestly, I've seen down there because I've been there so much. I've seen quite a few drag shows and and really cool stuff. Burlesque at always, and then uh, probably one of the coolest um, dra- uh, burlesque shows I saw. Uh, I saw was at Siberia. Oh yeah, yeah. That's which not is even there just anymore. Right, no, it's not. Which which bums me out because I really like Siberia. They also had. This little Russian place in the back yep. with the best fucking pierogies uh-huh. I've ever Ooh. had. Yep. So good. Oh, man. I love that area that little of stretch. New Orleans. I, I really love do. always because it's... St. Claude. It's yeah, a man. performer's venue, you know? Yeah, it's cool as shit. It's very cool. That I have had wild times there and uh, honestly... <laughs> Cajuns, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cajuns always gets fucking buck wild. Uh, yeah, if you so yeah, if you, go, yeah, if you go to New Orleans, go to St. Claude, <laughs> go down there and check it out. It's pretty dope. Uh, so January twenty first, twenty twenty three. Yeah, that is awesome, guys. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, before we close out, I'm just gonna kick it over to Raina. Raina, do you have anything you uh, you want to ask? Any anything we didn't cover? I'm just kidding. I hope you guys don't ever break up. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, how long, did it, take other, how long did it take the other couple to break up? I'm just, just oh, curious. Man. Was it like the oh, night man. of the podcast? Or was it a well, I think you no. guys can make it longer than them for no. sure. <laughs> they, we, we opened the podcast and we were we joked. We were like, yeah, we're going to break y'all up. And then about halfway through, we were like, oh, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> like, I think this is just going to happen. And then it, it did. Yikes. But uh, honestly, our I think it's our most listened to episode. It uh, is, yeah. Because because I listen to it on the car ride home. I tell tell people, I'm like, we broke broke a couple. (laughs) And they're like, oh, I definitely want to listen to that. And then I've gotten messages to be like, you you helped. (laughs) You helped. You didn't do it. it You didn't do it, but you helped. (laughs) I'm like, sweet. I'm just I'm looking for that same energy, baby. Uh, but uh, here I'm just uh, I'm I'm definitely getting uh, love and happiness vibes. So <laughs> thwarted again. <laughs> we broke the curse, the, the one yeah, episode curse. So. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Damn it! We we couldn't even get on a roll. Couldn't I, even get two in a row. No, I guess it's safe for couples to it come is, back on right? again. I know. In his I box know. that you let us to. Yes. In our, in our murder box. Yeah, yeah. Brandon said we were doing this in a storage unit. I'm like, are we going to be blindfolded well, before we so, go? The elevator looks like. It's in yeah. that the, that building and those porns. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't have to explain. You know. when, when we bring people in here, it can be a little like, oh, okay. But uh, this is, it's so good. It's 24-hour access. 
power, lights, climate it's great. control. Yeah. So I mean, it is a fucking storage unit. But basically, like if you were to walk through here, they turn these into shops. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally downstairs, like they've turned these into salons and like wedding dress shops and all kinds of shit. So there's, it's like, there's a few more. It's multi-purpose. Uh, no Huntsville has your studio on this floor somewhere, right? Uh, well, they did. Okay. Uh, we did. I was with No Huntsville, and then we actually uh, relocated to another studio space, nice. and then. Uh, the proprietors of No Huntsville actually took on another business venture, which really sucked up all their time. So No Huntsville is on uh, indefinite hiatus, but hopefully we'll that. be back. Nice. Hopefully we'll be back. Uh, shout out to No Huntsville, Tom Patterson. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on. It was a very enlightening and fascinating conversation. Thank you for having us. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is the longest I've ever spoken to Dan, and uh, he seems like a, <laughs> a fine fella. <laughs> thank uh, you. Fine fella. Uh, you got to take care of Jade, or we're going to be mad at you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and we'll miss you guys, but you know what? I come to New Orleans a good bit, so I'll uh, I'll definitely see you guys down there. Yeah, and we'll yeah. be back, like I said. We'll, we're sure. not, you know, yeah. we're still tied to this place. I'm here all summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. uh, yeah. This is uh, this has been great. I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap her on up. Uh, I love it. Jade uh, is a performer uh, of uh, multiple things. She burlesque, stand up. Uh, she's uh, she's got a lot of tools in the tool belt. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to uh, let her tell uh, the audience where to find her. Where can um, they find you on, I'm on socials? Instagram. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter for now. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but it's... There we go. <laughs> no, so... wait. No, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I don't have a censor button. You done fucked up. Is that your fun <laughs> stuff? Do you just out yourself? <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet. <laughs> it's a sweet baby king cake angel. That's what it is. There we go. Is that what I said? I, yeah, said. I know. That's oh. what I said. Oh. You know what? I don't don't know. worry about My it. My head's fine. spinning right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh, uh, yeah. What's you know what, going guys? on? Just, oh, you know no. what? This is what rewind and fast forward are for. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, Dan, uh, do you uh, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> anything, I, just, Dan, uh, I, just, I just got published in a Litrotica compilation. Hell yeah. For, for Duncan Trussell's uh, Discord server. How the fuck are you just telling us this now? <laughs> Our guests wait to the end and go, oh, by the way, I fucked an alien <laughs> What? Why yeah, would you not? God uh, damn it. It's called Esoterotica. You can find it on Amazon. All the proceeds go to charity. You should check it out. Hell, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fucking for charity. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> for charity. Hell yeah. Well, Maybe Dan, they'll sponsor us. Yeah, right? Well, Dan, thank you for coming on. Jay, thank us. you for coming on thank again. Thank you. Being our first repeat guest on the podcast, uh, we—I uh, don't know if I speak for Raina because she's a hateful person, uh, but I wish you nothing but the best. I'm just what? kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Raina's so sweet. I said uh, it first. Yes, you did. But you said I, it yes. with your eyes. Yeah. Kind eyes. <laughs> uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best, uh, and thank you for coming on again, guys. That was another great episode of Going All the Way with Dan Puller and with. Jade Bronte. I've been Scott Easton, your host, my co-host, Raina Cahill. Raina. Yes. Uh, guys, rate, review, subscribe. Keep listening. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. So uh, stay horny out there, my friends. All right. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.